Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to our podcast here at One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. My name is Mark Jones and thank you so much for joining us here today. This last week we were in Romans 9 as we continue with our book study of Romans. And the, today's supplemental reading is from Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6. I hope you get a chance to read that. Both in Romans 9 and in Jeremiah, we see this illustration, this picture of the clay and the potter. Uh, and, and it's representative of the sovereignty of God. That was our subject, the sovereignty of God. And that uh, the potter is ultimate control over the piece of clay. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and go into depth about that. I, I think that alone paints a picture of God's sovereignty. And in, in Jeremiah, the context is really the nation of Israel has gone sideways. God is talking to Jeremiah about, well, can't I just, as the potter breaks down the pot that has kind of gone sideways, imperfections have shown up into the clay, can break it down and stir it over? Can't God do the same? Certainly so. So there's, there's the picture Often, I think these are interpreted into how's that apply to individuals as we as individuals are also clay in the potter's hand. And I think that's where I'm going to go with this today. But a little bit about uh, pottery and the clay and where the clay comes from. Today, you would go to Hobby Lobby or uh, um, Michael's and you could buy clay to build your pottery. Back then, not so. So uh, I think this helps illustrate and paint the picture a little bit more. The potter would have to go out somewhere. He'd have to know where to go, and he would dig from the earth. He would dig the clay. Much like in creation, God created man from the earth, from the dust of the earth, man was created. The potter goes out, he digs up the clay, and then from the time that he digs up the clay, there's this process before he can even get the clay into a moldable form. Quite a long process with getting the correct moisture and it has to set and uh, it's, it's pretty detailed and it takes a while. Uh, point being is that by the time the clay is moldable, it's really of no value to the world or to anybody else, but to the potter, the clay is very valuable. He has a, a real investment in this lump of clay, much like you and I uh, are very valuable to God and that he has spent time, effort, and his energies on us and he has a plan for us. Even in our rawest form, we are valuable to God. So I, I like that picture too. Um, a couple other things. Before we go onto the wheel, they have a process that was, it's called wedging, where it's like a bread dough where you knead it, only it's, it's more aggressive than that because the clay is tougher. Uh, it gets rid of the imperfection, the lumps, the air bubbles. And uh, clay obviously is inanimate. But we as humans, we have free choice. But I, I think that those imperfections maybe represent what our free choice leads to on occasion. And that is imperfections in our raw material that God uses to mold. So I think that that's a nice picture too. And then we go on to the wheel. The clay goes into the wheel. And I was reading one commentary where the wheel represents the earth going around. And, uh, and our, our experiences and our joys and our sorrows as the world turns, so to speak, as the wheel turns, 
that God can use those to help build the vessel that he has designed. Certainly God doesn't need that. He can build us without the wheel, but the wheel and those imperf- and those uh, those experiences that we experience every day and what we go through in life, God uses those to form us and to shape us into this beautiful vessel that he has designed and uh, will ultimately finish. So I think that those are some great pictures. Um, now along the way, as the potter is, is building the pot, or the vase, or the teacup, whatever it may be, uh, there's lumps that may occur, or air bubbles. Again, I think that those those are the imperfections in the clay. I think that those represent maybe our free will and some of the bad choices that we make. And we go a little bit sideways. In the case of Jeremiah, Israel has gone sideways. And God can take that clay and he can fold it back down. And that happens in our lives from time where, where the molding process has to begin again. And, and sadly, there's even those times where the wedging needs to take place again, where the aggressive... Uh, kneading and manipulating of the dough and even the wood mallets got to come out to beat out the air bubbles and the lumps and then we go back onto the wheel and we begin this process of being molded into what God has designed us to be. An interesting note is that the clay never ever leaves the hands of the potter. Isn't that a fantastic picture? I mean even even in the in the time where we're having to be beat down with the mallet to get the imperfections out, those would be the low points in our life. The, the potter has his hands on us. We are in the hands of the potter. God, God has us surrounded. We are in his hands. He is taking care of us. He has a design for us, and he's going to build us back up. So uh, that's all a wonderful picture. Again, the sovereignty of God and that he is in control. I, I There is one conflict that I have, though, because... Uh, in Romans, it talks about the vessels that we will be and what we'll be designed for and that there's a purpose for us. And certainly there's a purpose for us in this life. But to me, that implies that at some point, this piece of pottery, uh, you and me, as we are being molded, that we will be in a complete state. And I don't know that that's going to happen in this world, in this life. I think we're always uh, going to be Uh, in the potter's hand, continually being molded. And I think we're going to still interject bad choices and make some imperfections that God's going to have to correct. So I I have this conflict of of my final purpose and my final uh, vase, so to speak, uh, being uh, fired and glazed and in in completion in this world. So I I, I chew on that a little bit, but I, I... so I kind of wonder if maybe the idea here is that through relationship with God, we recognize what he's building us into and we try to practice that and we try to experience that and through the spirit guiding us. We, we are uh, becoming a part of that. Not, not that we are doing it because it's all in God's hands. Again, it's the sovereignty of God, but that uh, through our relationship with him, we, we can experience that and we can live it and that we can serve the purpose here on earth that this vessel has created. And then I wonder in the end, uh, maybe the firing, I'm going I'm going out on a limb here, but maybe the firing is uh, the tribulation and, and the final product, the, the perfect uh, product is, is when we are resurrected with Christ and we're in heaven and we have this unique purpose uh, even in heaven and that that's the ultimate design. So anyway, chew on that a little bit. 
Uh, now, I think that might be overreaching, and I think uh, the note writers in my NIV might agree, because here's the notes regarding this. The analogy between God and the potter and between man and the pot should not be pressed to the extreme. So forgive me for pressing that to the extreme, but it's kind of fun to think about and to chew on and figure out just a, what what is our design and, and what is the end product. So uh, again, thanks for, thanks for bearing with me in that. Let's pray real quick. Uh, Lord God, thank you so much. Thank you that you are the potter. Oh boy, forgive us for those times that our free will interjects uh, the lumps and the air bubbles. But we thank you so much that you can correct those. Uh, we just pray that you can correct those while we're on the wheel and uh, that you can gently correct those that we don't blow it to the point that you have to fold us back in and start over or fold us back in and do the wedging process. Uh, beat us with the wood mallet and beat the air bubbles out and beat out the lumps. But we do know wherever we are in that process, we are always in your hands. Uh, we never leave your hands and that you have a design for us. And one day we will be built up and we will be uh, glazed, we will be fired, and we will be that finished, perfect product that you have designed. In the meantime, we just pray that uh, we, we live that and we experience that and we try to fulfill that in our lives we recognize what you have planned for us and through the spirit you guide us into uh, uh, living that out in this world and bring others to know you to bring others to the potter's house uh, so that you can uh, mold them to lord so that they can know you so that they can uh, recognize that they are in your hands too lord thank you so much for that in this time in your name we pray lord amen